The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Every soon-to-be bride wants to make sure they look flawless on their special day, but sometimes the pursuit of perfection can lead to some going a bit overboard. Now, to tell us the do's and don'ts to ensure that you look your best on the big day, we're joined by Professor Katrina Ryan, consultant dermatologist at the Institute of Dermatologists. Uh, Katrina, good morning. Morning, Pat. Um, first of all, if the wedding is, uh, say, on New Year's Day, it's really too late to be messing about, isn't it? It's, oh, it certainly is. And actually, it's really, really important. We see this happen. Not that people start messing about, but they do something that their friend who got married told them, you absolutely have to get this facial the week before your wedding. My skin has never glowed like it. And then, you know, we get emergency calls, you know, brides, you know, crying down the phone, ready to cancel their wedding almost because they've come in, come out in some horrible allergic reaction or in, in terrible acne. Don't do anything new in the six weeks before your wedding. In the ever. six weeks. Yeah, don't change skincare. Don't do any, you know, crazy facial or, you know, unless you've done it before, that's fine. But don't try out anything for the first time. Anything novel. Anything novel, yeah. yeah. Now, now, how far in advance do brides tend to prepare for the big day? I, I would say they get in contact with us um, when they get engaged. You know, engagements are, about, you know, about a year, year and a half nowadays. Um, some shorter, some longer. Um, but really, that triggers a lot of women to go, oh my gosh, I need my skin to look absolutely flawless for my wedding. Um, and now especially, I think, the, the, you know, the pressures of the wedding pics being everywhere, yeah. social media and, and whatnot. Have they never heard of photoshopping? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> you can no, fix it in no. the photograph, even if the reality is different. Yeah, I think there's huge pressure, especially because everybody's doing it. So, um, but, but, you know, um, being practical, I do think a year beforehand is a good time to look at your skin. And, and when, when, what I say, what I'm meaning by that is just looking at your skincare, you know, d- doing simple things that are effective, not, you know, um, 20 layers of this, that and the other. There's, there's plenty that come to me and they are spending, when I say thousands of skincare, but everything they've seen that's meant to help your skin, that they've seen by beauty bloggers or read about on, I don't know, Instagram or whatever it is, they're trying to do every single one of those things. So I don't know how they even have the time in the morning, so, 10 so layers of this and 10 layers of that. It, it, it can be kept really efficient. I mean, it used to be that maybe someone would have a facial with, a, you know, a, a dermatologist or perhaps a beautician that they knew and trusted. And that would be the height of it. Mm-hmm. Now... No, we're far, we're far Botox. from that now. Yeah, so I suppose um, with Botox, uh, you know, is so common before weddings nowadays. You know, the, the the mean age for people starting Botox, I would say 10 years ago, was in people's like mid-30s. Mm-hmm. And now people are starting it in their, you know, mid to late 20s. So, you know, pre- pretty much, you know, I suppose I'm seeing these people, but... Um, a lot of brides want to start Botox before their wedding. Again, you never want to do Botox for the first time. Just before your wedding. Yeah. So it lasts three months. If you look terrible, you're going to look terrible for your wedding. So really, really important that you've done it at least two or three times just to get it perfect. I think someone's Botox actually looks better after you've been doing it for yeah. nine to 12 but t- months. Tell me this. Once you start it, are you stuck with it then? Do you have to do it for the rest of your life? But Botox? Because if you, cause oh, if you absolutely stop. not. No, no, no. Um, you know, if you've done it, you know, you, you've sort of paused yourself in time for three months. So it's, it's only... 
um, it, it is of benefit. Lots of people, especially Brian, to let them go and, and um, go on to have kids. So they're pregnant maybe once, twice, three times. They're stopping at all those times. So no, absolutely not. The, the problem is though, Pat, it's not that you can't stop it. Um, you absolutely can, you know, um, at any point. It's nobody wants to stop it. So but they think they'll become haggard once no, the effects just, wear, wear off. They just love it. They look better. You know, you're, you look brighter. Your eyes are more open. Um, so... That that's a budgetary thing too, you know. If you're committing to do the, doing that every three months, mm. so um, well, what's the thing about foot Botox? I mean, who'd want to Botox <laughs> their feet? A new trend. A good pal of mine um, asked me about foot Botox um, a couple of months ago. I thought she was joking, and we do actually inject. Botox into people's feet sometimes if they've sweaty feet. But I went looking and, and this is a new trend. If, if people have problems wearing really high heels, yeah. using a little bit of Botox, you know, into the insertion of their heel can relax those muscles down and makes it e- easier for them to wear their high heels. Um, you know, so what will they think of next? Yeah, oh, I know. Now, um, Botox, we kind of know the effect it has. I mean, it, it uh, freezes areas so that they don't tend to wrinkle or frown. Uh, what about fillers? I mean, there are fillers in different places, lip fillers and cheek fillers and bottom fillers even. Yeah, there's, you can pretty much fill anything, um, anything you want, even ear fillers. If, you're, if, you're, if your earrings are becoming too droopy and things like that, um, fillers is something to be very, very careful with. Um, you know, well-placed subtle fillers can make people, you know, um, enhance their natural beauty. Um, and actually when I have brides who are getting married more in their mid to late you know, m- m- mid-30s or so and in their 40s and they're having a little bit of drooping and jowling and they feel like their lower face isn't great. Subtly placed fillers can actually make a big difference and, and help their confidence, especially their you know, their, their face line and, and whatnot. I think what I see or what what um, what I think people will regret down the line is younger brides um, overfilling their lips because the photos will last forever. This is the bee sting lip. Yeah, you know, the, the really big ones that you see. Um, that's a trend I'm actually almost, I, I, I think I, I'm seeing, you know, um, go away a little bit. You know, I think people have sort of moved away from it again. See, the, 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 the simple thing about this was that younger people have fuller lips than older people. The lips get thinner as you get older. So therefore, to create an illusion of youth... Yeah, you fatten up the lips. That was the, you know, mm-hmm. how it started, and it used to be subtle. Yeah, it ain't subtle no more. No, and and it's it's intentionally unsubtle. Um, oh, you it, mean it, that's a look? That's a, a thing look that people are going for. Um, and that's something I think being really, really conservative with with um, lip filler, because you know your photos will last forever, and when you look back at them when you're sixty, I think a lot of these women will not think they look great with the lips that are three times the size of their usual lips. So I think that's something to be really, really careful with. Mm. Do people not see it themselves? You know, can they look in the mirror and think that something is other than what it actually is? No, uh, it's more of what we, we start to consider normal. And a lot of this they've shown scrolling through social media. You know, you think your lips are, are you know, normal looking. And then you're scrolling, 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 and then you're seeing all these big lips. And, and then you look at yours and say, oh, my God, I have small lips. I need to get bigger lips. And they've shown that with psychological assessments, you know, giving um, people, um, you know, randomizing them and giving them um, pictures of, of um, lips and asking them to judge, you know, wh- what is the, the beautiful lip here? And they'll, between zero and ten, they'll pick five. And then you, you, you put them through this scrolling business and then, you know, you'll, you'll randomise the photos and show them again. And now they're picking eight or nine. So it's, it's what we, you know, a mm. process of ad- adaptation and um, it's, um, it's not a great one. Anyone can put fillers in, but only medical people can put in Botox. Is that the case? 
That that's pretty much the thing. Yeah. So a, a, a medical, so doctor, dentist, supervised nurse. Um, so anybody though could be sticking fillers in you in their back kitchen. Yeah, and we we hear of that. And we've heard of people even sticking them in themselves. So it's it's something on your wedding day. You just don't want anything to go wrong. It can be a dangerous process as well. Um, Cormac says this piece you're doing now sounds like a warning to the husband to be not to have a joint bank account. Uh, absolutely, and the other the other people who will will definitely be spending a lot of money. Um, uh, Pat, even more so, I think, in my practice, and maybe it's just the demographic or the area I'm in. Um, are the, the mothers of the bride and the mothers of the grooms um, because it's a very big day out for them too. So, um, you know, we see, um, you know, a lot of mothers of uh, brides and grooms planning their, their plans. So, you know, a lot of them will, you know, a lot of our brides and um, uh, mothers of the brides will mm-hmm. get, uh, you know, lasers and things to improve the, the texture yeah. and tone so, of so their skin. So you look skin. great and then you get hammered and fall down and make a show yourself. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you look good for the photos. Um, would your guests recommend filler for the first time uh, two months from the wedding? I'd like a little in my lips, but I've never had it before. And my wedding is at the end of Feb. So there there are two months available. Yeah, that that, um, that would be OK if, if it's just a very so, a, a light filler, a very small amount. And then the, the one thing I, I will say about filler um, is that you can actually dissolve it. So if... if oh, you can get rid of it if it's... Yeah. OK. Um, whereas, you know, with the wonky Botox, you're stuck with the wonky, stuck with wonky eyebrows for, for Another months. one, I've been on Roaccutane in the past and it worked very well, but I seem to be getting a breakout three weeks before my wedding. Uh, what can I do or what can I take or use on my skin? So, um, you know, it's for, for patients of mine who are prone to, to breakouts, um, I often will put them on a course of antibiotics running up to their wedding because that, it, it will happen. Murphy's Law, if you get a, you know, a breakout once every sort of three or four months, it will happen in the week before your wedding because of the stress. Stress, yeah. Cortisol, you know, same with rosacea. Um, so just being preemptive, I just want to take that. The other thing is cold sores. Um, so I'll give uh, my patients preventative treatment if they're prone to cold sores for the week before because again... What is this, a Virax or... Th- it, it's it's tablets to to um, prevent the the coaster because it, it, it there's no hiding it with with even the best of wedding makeup and it, it can actually devastate a bride to have a big whopper of a coaster there. Yeah, uh, this one can the doctor recommend a skin brand for moisturizer and sun protector for highly reactive sensitive skin? The so-called sensitive brands in the shops all cause reactions to this listening. And I'd say, especially when it comes to the sunblock, most of the brands in the shops, even the sensitive ones, are, are, um, are chemical sunblocks. My favourite by far, and, and, the, and the same with dermatologists throughout the US and, and other places, is a brand called Elta MD. It's absolutely fantastic. It's, it's particularly for people with rosacea-prone skin, eczema-prone skin, and it's, it's a physical barrier, so it doesn't have to make a chemical reaction with the skin. Mm. Um, then for, for regular moisturisers, uh, CeraVe, Cetaphil, um, are, are excellent um, for, for their regular moisturisers. I think the big thing to say to the brides is not to go crazy on their skincare. Just keep it simple, a good sunblock and a retinoid um, really make a difference. Just using those two things for the year before, before the wedding. Um, a little bit of IPL maybe to, to get rid of the redness and, and the, the, the freckles that they may have can be helpful. A lot of our, our brides are now doing little skin boosters as well, not fillers as much, but to give their skin um, radiance. So to plump the, the skin out a little bit and give them that glow for the wedding, things like um, Prof Hilo or 
um, fill art next is the one we're using all the time now. Uh, not wedding related, but should I worry about my skin on my hands having had my nails done for so long under the lamps? I've heard the lamps are bad for skin cancer. Is it true? And a second question, how long does Botox in your hands last? So you know, Getting the wrinkles out of your hands. <laughs> I don't think it's to get, um, we don't really use Botox to get the wrinkles out of your hands. I'd say that patient is talking about um, Botox for sweating in your hands. So we inject the palms of the hands if someone has really bad, uh, although there's, there's easier and less painful ways of, of, of treating It's um, very painful sweating. to get, I had an operation on my hand, very painful. It really is. And, and when you have to, you're, you're doing about, you know, 30 injections in each hand for that. So <sighs> it's very, very painful. And that lasts typically about six to nine months actually for sweating. The other question was the, was about the lamps uh, when you're lamps. having nails done. Yeah, that's a very interesting one. Yes. Um, you know, the, the even the LED lamps emit UVA. Um, so these are the, the, the lamps that when people get acrylic nails or shellac or um, gel nails, they put their hands underneath the blue lamp. To cure this stuff. To cure them, yeah. And now it's LED lamps, but they do emit um, UVA. And it, it's very, small doses, but if you're doing that every, every, um, uh, every sort of three to four weeks, um, it can cause damage and, and um, aging of, of the of the skin, but also an increased risk of skin cancer. Now, it's been shown in mouse models, hasn't really borne out so much in the, in, you know, when you look at people over time, I get mine done every three to four weeks and I just put some luck on my, um, on uh, my hand. Luck on your hand, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Nikki, um, my partner, wears gloves. Um, but yeah, so, and, and that's just simple things like that, just trying to be um, sensible. Professor Katrina Ryan uh, from the Institute of Dermatologists. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us. So many questions and a very happy Christmas to you. We'll talk to you in 2024. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.